You're listening to Leadership Powered by Common Sense with your host, Doug Thorpe. Here's Doug. Well, hello again, everyone. This is Leadership Powered by Common Sense. I'm your host, Doug Thorpe. And today I've got a special guest that I've been looking forward to talking with for quite some time. He and I have uh, actually, just in full disclosure, we've not done any direct work together, but I've known about him for a number of years through a mutual connection we've got. And it was uh, proof of how this e-commerce world works how we can meet people that share value with us and sometimes they don't even know it. (laughs) But anyway, that said, my guest is a gentleman named Matt McWilliams. Matt, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Doug. Good to be here. For those of you that are going to be looking on the video here, he's got a tagline in his uh, video frame that says the affiliate guy. And that's specifically how I got to know him. I was introduced to to him through the network that Michael Hyatt has. And if you're not familiar with Michael, he is a long time. He originally called himself the virtual mentor. Mm -hmm. He was helping business leaders with many things, but specifically he was helping people that wanted to kind of maybe move out of corporate and become thought leaders and authorities. He was helping them set up their messaging platform, write books, create programs, courses, etc. And one dimension of that was this notion of building an affiliate network, and that's where Matt comes into it. But uh, Matt, before we get into the nuts and bolts of that, I always like to ask my guests to give a little bit of backstory on who you are and how you got into this thing you're doing now. Um, <laughs> uh, gosh, uh, that's funny. The, the very first line from my, the original manuscript of my book, uh, we had to change it, but for some, uh, if you've ever tried to put song lyrics in a book, you'll know why we had to change it. It's a pain in the butt to get permission. Uh, but it was from the grateful dead, uh, song called trucking. And it was what a long, strange trip it's been. Uh, nobody grew up, you know, my day, I, I didn't get on the internet until, 16 first time I got on the internet you know 27 years ago like I mean I grew up initially with rotary phones you know I am old enough to remember only having a rotary phone and and part of me I, I heard a comedian talk about this area part of me misses that because man when you were upset at the end of a conversation you just slam that thing. <laughs> <laughs> like today you wouldn't you, boop, you know and it's just what? Um, totally different now. You know, you don't get the, you don't you don't get the joy of slamming the phone down. And the the old rotary phones, not to get way into that, but you could slam them down. Those things are indestructible. You look at an iPhone wrong, and the thing breaks. You yeah, know. Yeah. So, granted, it holds the computing power <laughs> of the entire United States military from 25 years ago. But uh, whatever. You know. So I got into this world like, you know, I mean, I grew up, I wanted to be a professional athlete. I wanted to be an astronaut. I wanted to do all kinds of cool things. You know, Um, I did become a professional athlete. I played golf for a couple of years after college professionally. I played at the University of Tennessee then, you know, professionally for a few years. But I had an injury that I've still got to this day. I've never got it surgically repaired. And even though they keep telling me I need to because it still causes pain from time to time. Um, But I quit playing golf and I started teaching these golf schools with my dad. I'm 22, 23 years old. I'm making like 2000 bucks in a weekend. That's a pretty sweet gig, right? But we'd have 
you know, two, three students, my dad would split and I would split the money evenly. Um, and I looked at my dad when I was like, how many people could we handle? Like, could we handle eight students? He's like eight students. Yeah, we can handle eight students. That's eight people paying $2,000 for a golf school for the weekend, split 50, 50 with my dad. I'm going to work three days and make eight grand. At that age, I only have to do that for a few weeks <laughs> to pay for all my expenses. I still live with my mom, you know, right, um, right. and we did. And I got into this online marketing world because I learned how to get people to come to our website, give us a lot of money. And then we taught them golf. The only problem was I hated teaching golf. Uh, I had sworn up and down growing up with my friend Hunter. We were, you know, we are not going to be those people who grow up playing golf and then sacrifice our dreams and end up teaching old ladies in purple sweaters how to play golf. That was our thing. Old ladies in purple sweaters. Well, sure enough, three, four months into doing these golf schools, I've made a ton of money. I mean, quite frankly, I, I was 20, not even 23 years old. And I was, I was making almost a quarter million a year from these golf schools. I mean, it was unreal, you know, which is really a bad idea because let's be honest, I spent the money on a lot of stupid stuff, Right. but right. that's beside the point. And I sure enough, one of the sweetest ladies I'll ever meet in my entire life. I, I would have adopted her as my grandmother if my grandmother wasn't still living at the time, uh, showed up 70 something years old wearing a lavender sweater. <laughs> And I took my little 0.2 megapixel flip phone out and I took a picture and sent it to my friend Hunter. And I said, kill me now. Now, if you know, Doug, like a good female friend would have called you up and said, oh, honey, it's okay. You are still a good person. You have so much to be thankful for. I will make a casserole. I will fly across the country to bring it to you. All right. That's a good female friend. Now, a good male friend, what does he say? Haha, <laughs> sucks to be you. Um, that was the beginning of the end for me. My dad, thankfully, fired me a few months later, the day after my uh, 23rd birthday, fired me. Uh, here's your birthday present. Also, you don't have a job anymore, you know, and uh, but I'd fallen in love with marketing. I had fallen in love with, you know, people who were looking for something. They were in pain. They needed a solution to pain. You go, how is that pain, Matt? They're playing bad golf. They don't want to play bad golf. You know, think, think about it. If you've ever played a sport recreationally and you just say, I just want to not suck at this anymore. That's pain. I want to beat my friend. That's pain. Now, is, you know, is it as bad as like clinical depression? Probably not. Right. But it's still their level of pain and they want to solve that pain. I mean, like I have wanted to do things like that. No, no more. Like right now I've got, I've got shoulder tendonitis. It, it is, it's kept me up every night for two weeks, Doug. I literally have not slept more than two hours in the last in a night, last two weeks. So I went to, went to the doctor and they gave me steroids. I slept through the night last night. <laughs> That's the solution to pain that I want. And I became enamored with how do I take people who are in pain and get them out of that pain? And how do I convince them that the pain is bad enough that like any typical dude, I waited two weeks of not sleeping to finally go see a doctor. How do I convince somebody on day one to go to the doctor? Or how do I convince them on day one to come to our golf school? How do I convince them on day one to subscribe to my email list so they can learn how to get out of pain, to learn how to do affiliate marketing, to learn how to monetize their website or to run an affiliate program or to be a better gardener or to get in better shape, to lose 20 pounds, whatever your thing is, whatever that pain solution is, how do we do that? That's in 2002, somewhere 2002, I just became infatuated with that. And, and so for the last 21 years now, that's what I've been doing is, is helping people to get to that point in all the different ways that we can. 
Well, and we, we are going to get into the specifics of the structure of how you do some of that solutioning. But, um, um, you know, this, this, well, first, let me say this. I, I'm, I am spot on with you, this whole concept. And I've, I've had a lot of marketeers on this show. We've talked about this whole idea of helping business owners when they, the irony is so many times, and I talked to dozens of them, uh, somebody goes out and starts a business, and if I come in to coach them and kind of help them try to get to the next level, yeah. I'm asking them, what do you really want to do? What are you about? You know, what's your vision and mission here? And they can't describe it. They, they're they're kind of locked on or stuck with being able to articulate really ultimately what you're saying that pain point that they're hoping to serve and resolve for people they 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 struggle with making that connection of of defining what that really is i mean here they've yeah. got a business they might have a team they might have a building they might have equipment um that you know they got a lot going on but in terms of being able to really grow that and expand it they they can't define what that value proposition is about yeah yeah i mean it, it starts there I mean, we, we talk about, uh, you know, in my book, which if you're watching, you see it behind me, you know, um, I mean, in the book, in the step one, clarify who you help, clarify right. your avatar. What are their pain points, right? What are your audience's pain points? Um, yeah. What are their values and aspirations? You know, obviously you need to know their demographics and things like that, but it's really like, ultimately it comes down to like, what are those pain points? What are those like you have to understand and relate to your avatar's deep-seated pain. So it's that it's that it's that level that's underneath the more obvious visible pains. You know, the obvious visible pain to use an example like okay, if you if you teach people how to stop smoking, the obvious pain is they don't want to smoke. They don't want to smell like smoke, they don't want to be a social outcast, you know, like it can sometimes be, right? The actual level underneath that is they, they, they think poorly of themselves. They're like, I can't break this addiction. I've tried 12 times. I've tried everything else and I, and I can't do it. I must be, just be a weak, horrible human being, you know? And that like, right. you think, okay, that's a little bit extreme. I don't know. No, they do. I, I've talked to many people. My mom, for example, it, she tried for 25 years before she was finally able to, you know? And the, her biggest frustration was just that she couldn't do it. She couldn't just do, why is it that I just can't do this? And so that's that level underneath. The level underneath when, when you have somebody who's going through a relationship issue and they're headed for divorce, same kind of thing. They know mo most, most men, I'll take men for example, that are on the verge of divorce aren't shocked by the fact that this is happening. Occasionally, they're, you know what? The wife cheated on you and you, you really didn't do anything. Maybe you weren't perfect, but you didn't deserve that. But most of the time, your wife's been telling you for 10 years, if this doesn't get better, I'm leaving you. And the frustration is really that they just don't believe they can change. So right. when you get to that level one notch underneath the visible pain, the visible pain in my world is not, well, I want to start an affiliate program or I want to build an online business. The visible pain is it's been five years. My kid's been playing soccer for five years and I haven't been to any of his games or I miss most of his games. I, I keep not getting because I have to work all the time. I work a job where I don't get to control my hours. And, and you look at that and go, okay, on the surface, it's I want to start an online business and work from home. But what's the real thing? 
I want to be there for my children. Those are different in a sense, you know, and so you're solving really for that underlying pain of time freedom and, you know, financial freedom, not just, I want to start an online business. Nobody just wakes up when they go, you know, I really want, I just want to start an online business. Just because I think it's the coolest thing in the world to have an online business. No, they're doing it because of pain, some sort of a pain. If they love their job and their job gives them all the freedom and they get to, you know, see all their kids games and they work a reasonable number of hours per week and their work is so fulfilling, they don't want to start an online business. Right. <laughs> yeah. why, why would you? If I'd had, I wouldn't have wanted to start one 20 years ago. Who is that the case? Who is it? Laurie Grenier on Shark Tank that says an entrepreneur is the only person on the planet that will quit a 40 hour job to get an 80 hour job. Yeah, <laughs> it's so true. You know, it, it is so true. But yeah, I mean, the, the point there is just really identifying that 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 layer deep, you know, what is like the subcutaneous fat they talk about it, you know, that we have like, it's that layer deep of, of those pain points for your audience. Yeah, yeah. So, so let's get into the a little bit of the nuts and bolts. For, first, sure. just I'm, I'm going to do a kind of a 101 exercise. Explain to us what affiliate marketing is really all about. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in the simplest core, it's been around for 10,000 years. You know, the ancient Romans were doing affiliate marketing. Uh, we just added technology to it about 30 years ago. You know, I mean, here, here it is. You have a product. And, or I have a product. You bring somebody to me. Now, before technology, Doug, you walked him into my deli. And you said, Matt's got the best deli in Rome or in Pennsylvania, whatever. Eat his food. And I said, thanks, Doug. Here's a coupon for a free sandwich. That was my form of payment. That's an affiliate deal. So the same thing is true. You have people that are my people. All of your audience, some of my audience, whatever. You know, when I think of like in the affiliate program or when we're starting an affiliate program, people come and say, okay, Matt, how do we grow our affiliate program? How do we find affiliates to promote us? I say, ask yourself this question. Who's got my audience? Who's already got my audience? Then go get them to be affiliates. People out there like, oh, you've got a parenting audience and I sell a parenting product. Natural relationship, you know? You've got leaders. You've got business owners. I work with business owners. Natural affiliate, you know? So ask who's got my audience. Then ask, hey, what does my audience want to buy? What are the things that my audience wants to buy? And so we, we have a, an example, we call it the affiliate donut. So if you can picture a donut, the core, that whole, that's your core offers. So I'm just going to use the productivity niche because it's the first thing that came to mind just now. In the productivity niche, you've got things like time management, leadership, uh, fit, health and fitness is a part of you know productivity, uh, apps and things like that, you know, focus. Uh, okay, there's a sub-segment of like ADHD. Uh, what else? Uh, delegation, uh, starting a business. Goal setting. I mean, I could go on and on, right? These are all things that are related either directly or tangentially to goal, to productivity. Your focus is time management. That is what you help people with. You are not an expert on goal setting. Do you know a few things? Sure. You're not. So what do you do? You promote Michael Hyatt. That's how we connected, right? You promote his five days to your best year ever. It's a goal setting course. Boom. What about health and fitness? You go work with those people. So your core offer is that donut hole. These are your, the one or two or maybe three things that you are the expert at. 
but all these other things, the sprinkles and the glaze here, your audience wants to know those things. They want to know leadership. They want to know how to start a business. They want to know how to make more money. They want to know how to set goals, how to get healthier and be more fit, focused. Maybe they have ADHD. Maybe they don't. Maybe they have, uh, you know, maybe they're hyper-focused, you know, and things like that. Maybe they're a workaholic. All these different things. And they need to learn those things. They need to know those things. Your two choices as a leader are as follows. Number one, you say, screw you. I don't cover those things. Leave me alone. Or two, you find people who can serve them. And you do that as an affiliate. At its core, that is simply what affiliate marketing is. You introduce your audience to goods, services, products that will benefit them. And in exchange, the owners of those products share some of the wealth with you and you make money. Yeah, yeah. And on, on, on one part of that equation, if, if I am introducing my audience to a provider that serves a, a solution and solves one of those pain points you were talking about that I don't naturally serve, I'm adding value to my audience Absolutely. By, by making that introduction and, and, and giving them that opportunity to cut the fat and, and go straight to the solution. Well, and the great thing about it is like they will now, it, it comes back to you, you know, it comes back to you. And so uh, when they have a great experience with this other company, that, and they, that positivity that they project toward that company, some of that juju rubs off on you. And they're like, man, it was Doug that referred them to me. And so th there's tons of advantages to affiliate marketing, but the big one is it serves your audience. Right. You know, it fills those gaps. Like I said, if you're not an expert on those, you don't want to be an expert on those. Right. And then how do you serve your audience? How right. do you, you know, you, yeah, you could go create products, but do you really want to, to do that? Like, do you really want to have to go create the products around those things? Cause you're not, not the expert on those. Right. Uh, so that thing, like you get to monetize immediately for those of you who are just starting off a platform. Typically, one of two things happens. You either create a product and it's really not that good because you don't know what your audience wants. You don't know what price point they're going to buy it. You don't even know how to market it. You're terrible at marketing. You're terrible at selling because you just haven't done it yet. Or you just give away free content indefinitely. Neither one of those is a good idea. You're not going to sell much doing either one of those. And so affiliate marketing, I say in the book, I mean, it bridges the gap between having nothing to sell and selling nothing at all. You know, you don't have anything to sell because you can't, you shouldn't create a product on day one. And then number two, you know, you give away, like you have nothing to sell at all. So it bridges that gap. And so you start promoting these affiliate offers and you learn things like you learn what price points work for your audience. You learn kind of how to market. You, you see what works, like what subject lines get open, what types of emails work best, what types of promos work best. And what is my audience actually buying? Because sometimes again, to go back to that productivity niche, you might talk about time management and leadership and health and fitness, right? Just to use three examples. And when you talk about like what blog posts are popular, it's the time management and the leadership ones. The health and fitness ones, not so much. But when you look at what people buy, they're clamoring for the health and fitness stuff. And you go, huh, that tells me something. Maybe I should talk more about that because that's what people right. are buying. Just because they say they want to buy stuff or they're interested or the survey says, doesn't necessarily say the same thing as what the reality shows. The actual reality. So you get to monetize quickly. You don't have to do the fulfillment or the customer service. This is one of my favorite things about affiliate marketing. Like I can sell stuff. I don't have to do anything. 
we have tons of products and I have a, a whole customer service team that handles all those. Sometimes it's really frustrating to know, man, I got to spend like 70 grand a year on customer service. Maybe a little bit more. I feel like a hundred thousand dollars a year in customer service. Isn't it kind of cool to like not have to do that, you know, and just <laughs> right, right. Um, and then one of the big things is it teaches you to sell. We call it PTP. You get paid to practice. You know, it's my favorite kind of practice. I get paid to practice, and so you learn how to sell. Like I said earlier, you learn what sales strategies work and what promo methods works and price points and all that. Uh, it trains your audience to buy. You know, this is one of the things we see a lot of people start a platform and it's free content, free content, free content for nine, 10, 12 months. And then when they do finally say, hey, I've got something to buy, people are like, wait, what? You sold out. Why are you, why are you trying to make money? I thought this was just a free platform or you just gave away free advice all the time. But if you have affiliate offers from the beginning, like literally in the first month, you, you weed out some of that riffraff who thinks this is just a freeloader's, you know, paradise. And they go, oh, well, this guy's going to sell stuff from time to time. I don't really want that. So they, they go off to the wayside. But it trains them to expect periodic offers. And, you know, for some of you, four times a year is about as much as you will do. For others, you know, you might do it 20 times a year. But if you don't have products when you're starting out, the only way to interject that and to train your audience to buy and condition them to buy is, is through affiliate marketing. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think a lot of entrepreneurs who might be ideal candidates for this affiliate model are locked in on the idea that, no, I've got to generate my own sales. I have to find my own buyers, my own consumers. Mm -hmm. And that's my focus. So I'm going to spend, you know, X thousand dollars on marketing and SEO and my web development and all my bells and whistles to make these things happen. But they're only going to be as good as the penetration they get in the market. But when they turn to an affiliate platform, yeah, they are leveraging followings that other people have already developed and maybe way ahead. I heard a guy yesterday quote a number. He said, if you're sitting there doing your business planning and you say to yourself, I want to expand my following to a million people in a year. Okay. Uh, you know, just picking a number there, there are potentially ways you can do that. You can spend thousands and thousands of dollars on your own social media campaigns and efforts to try to attract those followers. Or you could go identify 10 people that already have a following of a hundred thousand yeah. and make penetration with them yep. and you know, okay, are you going to get a hundred percent penetration? No, but you know, do the math. It, 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 the yeah. point is it, it's going to cost you a lot less to penetrate with those 10 people that already have a hundred thousand followers than it is for you to go organically generate your own million. Yeah. Number. Well, and that's the flip side. That's starting an affiliate program. Yeah. And, and people are like, okay, Matt, how do I start an affiliate program? You know, how do I find affiliates? I say, okay, ask yourself this question. Who has my audience? who already has my audience. You know, there, there are people out there that already have your audience. And so we mentioned it before. It's like, okay, let's think about the reverse of that. You've got a, a course on time management. Who's already got your audience? Well, people who have a list of entrepreneurs, many of whom want to learn time management skills. People who have a list of executives. People who have a list of people who are into health and fitness, because what's one of the biggest 
struggles with getting healthy and fit, time management. You know, people who have a list of parents, what do they need to do? Manage their time. You know, you think about this, like they already have your audience. So you go out there and get them. Uh, starting an affiliate program, I mean, some of the biggest advantages there, I mean, number one, you don't pay for anything until you have, you know, until you make the sale. For most of us, like, yeah, if you're out there, you got a million dollars in the bank, no big deal. Go, go do the social media, go do, you know, all that stuff. Here's the thing about SEO. You're not going to see any results probably for 12 months on average, right. about a year. You're going to spend an astronomical amount of money. Same thing from social media. That's fine. I'm not saying don't do that. But if you're not in that place, you know, you're the typical person you've got between, you know, zero and maybe 50 grand that you could spend. Cool thing about affiliates is they bring in sales, then you pay. And there's usually between a two week and a six week gap there too. You know, I mean, the second thing is, is success leads to more success with affiliates. This is one of the coolest things. Like if you go run a successful ad campaign, you run a successful ad campaign. End of story. You've got, you got to start from scratch on the next one. If you go get 100 affiliates, we've found typically if we go get 100 affiliates, the ones we work hard for, we go work to get them. It's not, it's simple, but it's not easy. You still got to put in the, the labor to get those affiliates. But if I go work for 100, I'll get another 40 to 50 for free because one, they will tell their friends. Two, other people will see them promoting and they'll go, what's this thing they're promoting? I, I, want, I, I want to be an affiliate for that. You know, and especially once you get a certain number, you get a little bit of penetration where they might get, they might see your promotion two, three, five, ten times in a week from different people. They want to be affiliates. Uh, the, I mean, the third biggest thing is infinitely scalable. Like there's, there are only so many people you can profitably target on Facebook or LinkedIn, profitably right. being the keyword with affiliate marketing, because let's I go back to that example. I said, people who have a list of parents. You cannot profitably target in a time management course and just go target all parents. But what the affiliate does is they say, hey, parents, hey, so-and-so, do you struggle with time management? If so, I've got something that will help you. You can't profitably target that on Facebook. They can target it to their entire audience. And over time, I'll learn things about my audience. Like they click on these. Okay, don't promote this to them because they never click on any of that stuff. You know, those types of things. They do all the targeting for you. And it's all profit because again, they bring in 100 sales. Let's say you sell a $1,000 course. You sell 100 of them and you do a 50% commission just hypothetically. But that thousand, that $100,000 comes into you before you ever pay the 50,000. Newsflash, Zuckerberg takes your money before he runs your ads. Yeah. None of them are going to be profitable. This is the thing. I run profitable Facebook ads. Like, are you telling me all my stuff should be affiliates? No. We run profitable Facebook ads. We do profitable SEO. But it took us nine months to get to profitable. For, for nine months, I lost an average of $1,000 a week. So whatever, that, what is that? I suppose it's called 36 weeks. I lost about $36,000 on Facebook ads. Before roughly around that point, I made a couple bucks. Today, we make, we're now in the black. We're well into the black on Facebook ads. We've probably made six figures from Facebook ads. But I had to be willing to lose probably thirty dollars to $40,000 to get to that point before we get started being profitable. Affiliates are profitable from day one. Well, either side that you're doing it on, because if you're promoting something as an affiliate, it's all profit. You have no, there's nothing, that, it doesn't cost you any money. You have no 
well, I had to go to the, you know, I had to go get a studio, it cost $10,000 to produce the course, you know, create a widget, $20,000 for a CAD designer, you know, like there's none of that. It's all profit from the moment you start promoting. The flip side is the affiliate program, other than you've got to pay for a tracking software, which usually, to be honest, you can get for a hundred bucks. So you're going to pay a hundred bucks up front. Big deal. Everything else is pure profit from the beginning. And yeah. then that's, that's the biggest thing I love about it both ways. Yeah. So let, let's talk about the provider side. So let's say I come up with a new course related to my coaching work and I can identify a network of potential affiliates I want to communicate with. What are some of the basic steps that I'm going to have to go through to turn that on and, and make it come together and create results? Yeah. I mean, first thing you got to do is, again, ask the question, who's got my audience? Um, so I would go grab our free, it's a free report, mattmcwilliams.com forward slash first 100, F-I-R-S-T-1-0-0. All right. I know you'll put that in the show notes for people, Doug. So mattmcwilliams.com forward slash first 100. It's a simple report. It's got 15 places where you can find affiliates. All right. Some of them are non-traditional places. One example is like working with nonprofits. So if you've got a brand that does things, I'll give you a great example, holiday cards, things like that. Nonprofits will promote your brand to get the things that they're already going to buy in exchange for a commission, which is a fundraising arm of the company. So we built a roughly $50 million nonprofit affiliate arm for Shutterfly uh, back in the early 2010s. We worked with children's hospitals, PTAs, PTOs, um, gosh, all kinds of stuff. I'm trying to think of some of the other stuff we worked with, uh, different organ, you know, different like, um, you know, United Ways and stuff like that. And basically they'd say, hey, if you're, you're going to buy holiday cards anyway, click this link, go here, we get 13%. You know, uh, then we worked with like, you know, we worked with people again, think about who has your audience, who has Shutterfly's audience. If anybody knows what Shutterfly is, it's photo, so photo blankets where you get like, you know, like my mom has so much Shutterfly stuff, it's frightening. Like with all of our kids' faces on them, yeah. blankets, yeah. pillows, wall prints. Okay, so Who'd be a good fit for that, Doug? Who'd be a great fit to promote something that it has to do with photography? Maybe photographers? Right. right, right. <laughs> How about for, for one of the arms of Shutterfly, Wedding Paper Divas, wedding photographers to promote the save the date things, to promote the invitations, all those things. We would have wedding photographers that would, you know, literally do $1,000 orders, you know, three times the same clientele because you got the save the date thing. Then you got the invitation. Then you got the thank yous. Like $3,000 per client. Then you've got the regular photographers, just, you know, people who do your kids' photos or family photos and stuff like that. And then they're coming on and they're ordering a wall print and a blanket and Christmas cards and all these things. So we built, I don't even know what it was, well into nine figures on that just from photographers and wedding photographers. So again, who has your audience? That's the place to start. And you go out and you start developing those relationships. It started with one relationship, the Children's Hospital of Atlanta. Children's Hospital, uh, not even, no, no, no. It's the, uh, not the Children's Hospital of Atlanta. Um, the, I can't remember. They're in Atlanta and they're an organization. They work with people who do uh, cleft palates. Wasn't the, eventually we got the Children's Hospital of Atlanta, but initially it was, they, they literally just do cleft palate stuff in it and they're based in Atlanta. Nonprofit, we got them. That was the very first one. And then we got a few more. And again, they started talking 
And then they started talking and they start, then we went out and we got a handful of PTOs, PTAs, and they started talking, they started talking and it just grew. And it got to the point where it was like, if you had a nonprofit, you had to sign up with Certify. You know, and then we went out from there. We were like, okay, who else has our audience? Mommy bloggers. I hate to be called that, but mommy bloggers. That's what most people know them as. And we went out, we actively recruited a couple hundred mommy bloggers. And we reached that saturation point. I remember because we would have these coupon codes. And we released these coupon codes to the affiliates and a hundred people would blog about them in like that day, right? It was a hundred. You think that's amazing. A hundred people in the same day. A few years later, we're talking 5,000 in a day because it got to the point where we, we where once we hit that tipping point and it seemed like enough people were promoting us that it got to the point where it began to the snowball began rolling down the hill and getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And it was like, okay, if you want to start a mommy blog, step one, register your domain. Step two, set up WordPress. Step three, sign up with the Shutterfly affiliate program. And that's what you want to be able to do is like become so ubiquitous within a niche that it's like everybody wants to sign up for your affiliate program. That's the starting point. Starts with that one affiliate who's already got your audience. You convince them to promote you. They have a little bit of success. They make some good money. And now you've got your case study. Now you can go to the next one, the next one, and the next one. But grab that report and it'll walk you through. It's got some email templates in there that you can use to, because the biggest thing is just recruiting the affiliates. Like, what do you say to the affiliate? Right. You know, how do we reach right. out to them? And, that, and it's got those. So download that. Uh, that's a good starting point. Good. And, and again, folks, we'll have that link in the show notes here that, that Matt mentioned. And, and that's that leap forward to get get your first hundred potential affiliates and, and really prime the pump and get it get these whole networks going the um hundred things going through my mind right now but the um kind of the fulfillment side it's all on the original provider right yeah i want to reinforce that you said it a minute ago yeah. if you are the affiliate partner you're not doing anything. You're just basically messaging your audience yep. and allowing the the original provider to do all the fulfillment, all the money changing, all the stuff that's got to happen. Yeah, I mean, that's the beauty of it. You, you really have to do nothing. Um, you know, and again, a lot of people are like, well, when you're starting out, I only got like 100 people on my list or 200 people. Like, can I do this? Absolutely. Like, that's the best. Like, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. That's the Chinese proverb, right? We've all heard it. The second best time is right now. So the best time to start affiliate marketing is like from day one. You got a small audience. Almost nobody's paying attention to you. You know, that, this thing I found, like some people say you got to have X followers. You got to have do this for Y number of years. They can't even agree on what X and Y are. Yeah. You know, oh, you got to do this. You got to wait to have a thousand people. Wait to have 5,000 people. No, wait two years, one year, six months. Can you even agree on that? No. Here's the thing. You start on day one. I mean, think they just opened up a, a new store down the street from us. Guess what? They sold stuff on day one. That, that's how businesses operate. Now, am right. I suggesting that the moment they come to your site, you have to immediately go buy this, buy No, but have stuff available. Promote some affiliate stuff within the first few weeks. You only have 200 people on your list, 100 followers, whatever. Are you going to make $10,000? Probably not. But could you make 100 bucks? Could you convince one person one person out of your hundred to buy this thing that costs $200 and you make a 40% commission, so you make 80 bucks. Absolutely. The, the psychological difference, the mindset difference between making zero and 80 bucks in your first month 
is astronomical. How you view making money from your passion, from your platform, is what determines how much you make and how much of an impact you can have. And so, so many people preach that you should give, 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 like content, 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 without ever asking for a financial transaction. But that's what sets you up for burnout when you're starting off. And I know because I've been there, like you will burn out. You will just want to quit because you're not making money. You start to view yourself not as a business owner, but just like a benevolent content creator, right? And so, I mean, I want you to give away free content. Like we, we'll give away 340 hours of free content this year in the form of blog posts, podcasts, and, and whatnot. You don't have to give away that much, but, you know, I'm just saying like creating value for free is a great way to attract followers, right? But I want people to be in that money-making mindset from day one. And so, you know, that's, that's what you want when you're starting out. So we start promoting those affiliate offers. Even if you make only 20 bucks a week, I tell you the difference between 20 bucks a week and $0 a week, not, not only mathematically, you know, because how much greater is 20 than zero? It's infinite is the answer, um, you know, just for the record. Yeah. But mentally, it's infinite. Because if you make 20 bucks a week or even 50 bucks in your first month, it's so much easier to go to 500 in your second month and 1,000 after that. And then you begin to see the value in subscribers versus just, wow, I grew to a thousand subscribers and I'm making no money. Like imagine that when, you know, part of it is, and I, my wife is so supportive of me in business and she was from the beginning. And when I was struggling to monetize, she, she supported me, but it's a different conversation <laughs> when I go to my wife and I say, I made 588 bucks this month from affiliate marketing. Let's go out to dinner. Then when I go, wow, I got 2000 subscribers. Well, what'd you make from that? Well, nothing yet, but I, yeah. I promise it's going to eventually, you know, materialize. No, it's yeah. not. So monetize from day one immediately. The, the other thing that I'm, I'm often shocked when I actually have this discussion with somebody, I'll, I'll talk to a business owner and I'll ask him if he's ever thought about leveraging affiliation networks to, you know, expand the revenue. And they'll go, well, okay, talk to me about it. And we'll start talking. And then they'll say, well, how much of a revenue split do I have to do? And I said, well, you know, depending on the product, you know, it could be 40%, maybe even 50%. And they'll go, oh, 50%, you got to be kidding me. And I'm like, yeah, but wait a minute. We're talking zero otherwise. You didn't mm -hmm. have that sale. <laughs> yeah, and it's, and it's incremental. Like this thing about like if you create a course, and you go, well, I spent $10,000 in a studio and I spent 100 hours to create the course. You did that whether you make one sale or a thousand sales. Your incremental costs for selling a course are basically zero. Now, if you've got a physical product that sells for $100 and you have $56 in cost of goods, physical product commissions are typically between 5 and 20%. So Shutterfly that I mentioned before, 10%. We gave 13% to nonprofits. They got an extra 3%. That was a way of attracting them. Yeah. So just so you know, it's not like always like that. Coaching, you go, well, coaching, yes, you do have incremental costs because I'm getting ready to do a coaching call right after this call. Like I'm going to spend an hour with a person. That's an incremental cost of my time. So on our coaching program, we don't pay a 40% commission like we do on our course products. That'd be ridiculous. But you're totally right. As an affiliate program owner, you go, wow, 40%, that's so... So what are you paying for a Facebook ad? Yeah, exactly. oh, it's only $10 a click. Okay, do the math. $10 a click, you convert 25%, $40 into attending your webinar. 
So 40 bucks to get them on your webinar. What percentage of the people who register for the webinar do you convert into? Oh, about 10%. I'm spending $400 to acquire a $1,000 customer. That's what you'd spend with an affiliate referral. But here's the thing. Affiliate referrals actually convert the highest of any form of traffic. Reason being, you're getting a third-party referral. So I'm saying nice things about you. So that's why no other form of traffic converts as highly from click to lead and lead to sale as affiliate, as affiliate traffic does. So <laughs> the reality is if you spend you know, $500 to acquire a customer on Facebook, you're probably going to spend anywhere from 50 to 60% as much to acquire that same customer through affiliate, you know, through having an affiliate program. And that's just, I mean, it just converts better. And so, and again, you pay it afterwards. So it's, 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 it's one of those things like people are like, yeah, I could give up 40%. Yeah. I would much rather make 60% of something than hundred percent of nothing. That's right. Just, what kind of a mindset is that? It's, I mean, I, I don't know how else to explain. It. I mean, I know like somebody's thinking that right now and I'm just going to say, I'm going to be blunt. That's a dumb way to think. Yeah. <laughs> you'd rather make hundred percent of nothing than 60% of something or 70% of something or 20. Like, I mean, sometimes we'll do contests like this month with our affiliate program, our, our own affiliate program. We could make as little as 30, I'll go, go hot, go low. We can make as little as 35% from our sales because we're running a contest to really get some affiliates engaged on one of our particular promos that's a little on the slow side. We had our best affiliate promo ever last month. This one, not going as great. So I'm like, let's do this, let's do that. And I'm only gonna make 35%. And it's like, well, why would you do that? Because number one, I'd rather make 35% of something. You know, that's number one. Uh, I'd rather make 35% of $100,000 than 60%, which would be the normal amount we would make of $50,000. You go, that's basically about the same amount of money. Mm, yeah, just about, but it's more customers. Buyers are buyers are buyers. So I've got more people who are going to buy things down the road who are going to up, you know, sell to other things. That's number one. And number two, I've got my affiliates excited. And I know that if they promote this one and the promotion goes well, they'll promote the next one and the next one and the next one and the next one and the next one, and, the next one, and they'll promote us down the road. But I right. need that juice to get them energized. And so I'm willing to make a lot less money in the short term to play the long game. Yeah, yeah. Well, Matt, well, I know we could go on and on about this, but for the, I know sake, I could. <laughs> for the same uh, sake of time here, we're going to kind of put a bow on it. So you mentioned the link, or is there any other uh, contact info people ought to know about to get a hold of you if they want to know more? Yeah, if you want to get started with affiliate marketing, you go to mattmcwilliams.com forward slash quick start. We've got our quick start guide to getting started with affiliate marketing. It'll walk you through all the steps the five steps to get started, how to get accepted into the affiliate programs, how to start promoting those affiliate programs. So that's your first place. Uh, if you want to learn how to grow an affiliate program, because we talked about that, you know, I mentioned mattmcwilliams.com forward slash first 100, F-I-R-S-T-1-0-0. And that'll help you get uh, started with, you know, growing an affiliate program. And if you're like really, really early on and you don't even have a platform yet, you're like, Matt, how do I even come up with how do I come up with what my, my topic is going to be about? Like, who's my avatar? We talked a little bit about avatars and, you know, who's my avatar? How do I get started getting a message out there and creating an impact? How do I grow an email list and all that? Uh, go check out my book. Uh, you can grab it in stores. You go to any Barnes and Noble. It's 
except for the one that's like closest to our house. There's, there's none there. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I, I promise it's not because I bought them actually. They just keep selling out the one closest to my house, but pretty much every other Barnes and Noble in the United States uh, it's on Amazon, but the best place to get it is going to be passions forward slash Doug Thorpe. The reason I say to go there. So passions forward slash Doug Thorpe. When you go there, it's going to redirect to a link and that's going to give you the option to get uh, a bunch of bonuses. We got almost $600 in extra bonuses there. So when you buy it in stores, you buy it directly through Amazon, you don't get those. But if you go through that link, there are some uh, opportunities there to get a bunch of extra bonuses completely for free. So those are for your listeners, Doug. Uh, just make sure you go there. So I know you'll put that in the link. So I broke every rule of marketing. I have like three calls to actions. Don't ever do that in marketing, guys. Uh, <laughs> unless Doug says, hey, we talk, unless we talk about three different things. And there you go. <laughs> well, I really appreciate it, Matt. And as always, folks, we're going to have those links in the show notes. So do not ignore the, the notes uh, here on YouTube and also on your uh, streaming service, your, your notes for the show. We'll have all those links there. And one last time, Matt, thanks a bunch, man, for sitting in. I, I knew this was going to be rich. I knew it was good. I knew you liked to uh, share a lot and you did. And, uh, Way over the top. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Doug. Thanks for having me. All right. And with that, folks, we're going to put a bow on this and wrap it up for you. Thank you for spending your time with us. I hope it was helpful. And if you've got any questions or comments, feedback, drop me a line uh, anywhere on any of my social media channels. Uh, you know I'm all over the place with it. So we'll take a look and uh, we'll certainly pack that into a new episode down the road. But with that, we're going to say goodbye, take care, and have a great day. You've been listening to Leadership Powered by Common Sense, hosted by Doug Thorpe. If you would like to know more about the coaching and advisory services he provides, visit DougThorpe.com.